Nashville, Sanhagen versus Fawn, a change of main event due to uh, Nurmagomedov getting hurt. Uh, decent card. Uh, I'll break down the main card, provide free picks, leans, price talk, and what to avoid like usual, guys. Systemsportscapping.com is the website. Client card out Friday after weigh-ins. Check out the website. Uh, you got updated records there, client comments, videos, uh, resume everything system capping system capping on all social media as well guys give me a follow over there i got free picks over there on instagram and tiktok obviously twitter as well sports betting news updates and everything sports like this video if you're watching on youtube if you are listening uh on podcast network apple spotify etc rate and review it is much appreciated UFC 291 recap. Let's get right into the uh, recap. A 4-1 card for myself and clients. Only miss was Poirier uh, for a half unit. Uh, all four winners uh, were plus money on the night. Uh, for clients, we had quickly go over Derek Lewis by finish, plus 260. Uh, Pereira in the co-main event uh, at plus 100. Two-fight parlay and Kopolov by finish at plus 125. In the main event, uh, I gave out Dustin in the first round. You know, I, I gave him the first round. Um, looked fairly good. Uh, I did think the um, fight was fairly close, but he did do enough in the first round to steal it due to hurting uh, Gaethje. And I kind of wish he did maybe pursue the finish a little more. He did mention that in his interview after as well, uh, that he wished he kind of maybe went a little harder. But then he thought, you know, it's five rounds. Justin can take a punch. You know, but he has been wobbled multiple times in multiple fights. And, you know, taking that approach of maybe trying to finish it obviously would have been the right thing to do after what happened in the second round, right? And, you know, I got to give hats off to Justin. Obviously, the fight you can say was somewhat 50-50, very close fight. That's why I couldn't have a bigger unit on it. Um, but uh, late head kick, you know, you weren't really predicting that from Justin so he found something throughout the fight where he can exploit remember in the first round he threw it two or three times and almost caught him uh Poray did block it um but hats off to Justin for seeing maybe an opening there mixing it up changing it different because I don't think he would have won the fight if he was just looking for that big right hand in my opinion uh so he was able to find the head kick and you know catch Poray sleeping a little bit there uh and then put him to sleep for a little bit you don't see that happen to Poirier much, right? You don't see him getting knocked out like that. Um, so hats off to Justin there. You know, close fight in the co-main event. Pereira did do the more damage on the feet, in my opinion. Um, obviously, Jan looked like the more tired guy uh, and worn out guy by the end of the fight. Pereira looked fresh, uh, in my opinion. Obviously, the takedowns, you know, was a bit concerning and was the reason why Jan could have won the fight. Uh, I don't think uh, that... 
it was a surprise Pura one. I do think it could have went either way though. Um, but if you look at it overall, I do think Pura did enough on the feet, did more damage. Uh, Jan was fading late. And when he did get the takedowns, he didn't really do much with them, guys. You got to keep that in mind. I do understand that takedowns do mean something, but you have to do something with them, in my opinion. And he didn't do much. Um, obviously, the first round, he had the submission attempts. Uh, but in the third, he didn't do much. And I think Pereira won the second and third round, in my opinion. Update here, 66% on the year, guys. Nothing over minus 150. Mostly around plus money or even money. Um, lots of outcome winners, right? That's what we do best. Uh, predict plus money outcome winners. Uh, and that's what we do time and time again. 70% two-fight parlays on the year as well. We're over 64 units long term. PGA, another first-time winner on the year uh, at the 3M Open. It was Hodges. Uh, not many seen that, if any. Back-to-back uh, -back big plus money winners in the golf market. Obviously, we were on the biggest plus money winner of the year. Plus 11,000 on Harmon. We know we know we were holding that ticket. I stress it time and time again. <laughs> no profit last week in the 3M Open. Uh, update here, over 83 units long-term in the prop market. Uh, 9 out of 10 profitable majors, guys. 9 outrights on the year. Two big ones with Grillo, plus 8,000 and Harmon, plus 11,000. Over 25,000 in ticket value in the outright market, guys. It's been a slashing of the books in the PGA and the outright market. Spence and Crawford, uh, wow. What a performance by Crawford, right? What a performance. Hopefully, you tailed him. I did give him out. Uh, as the winner, I didn't see it going. Uh, I, I saw it going to decision and going all all twelve rounds. Right, obviously both guys undefeated. Um, I didn't see Spence getting hurt that bad throughout the fight. I, I just did not see that happening. Spence did not show up. Uh, was a little surprising, right? I did think Crawford was going to win the fight. I was high on Crawford to win the fight, but I definitely didn't see you know a stoppage in the ninth round. Uh, if I did see a stoppage, which I mentioned, it could be late in the fight, you know, 10 and on. I even had a, a plus 550 ticket for it to end between round 10 and 12, and it ended in round 9 with 20 seconds left. <laughs> Bad beat there. Bad beat there. But yeah, I did think it was going to go either very late in the fight or a decision, um, but Crawford just put on a show. Very impressive uh, from Crawford. Quicker guy in there, first to the punch, was able to avoid any big shots from Spence. Uh, very quick on his feet and had some power shots that he landed on Spence. Crawford pound for pound number one right now. Uh, very excited to see what he gets next. NFL guys, NFL is around the corner. Future market studying has already started. Uh, if you're not a client as of yet, not on board to profit each year in every sport that we handicap, this is going to be the best time in the end of August. You're in September, you're going to get, especially if you like volume. You're going to get volume in the NFL, you're going to get PGA, you're going to get UFC, and then obviously NBA, NHL comes around in October, MLB playoffs may be handicapped as well, not doing the MLB regular season this year. Last two seasons of the NFL, guys, over 60 units of profit, back-to-back -back outright winners in the Super Bowl, and we'll make it three this year, I'm pretty sure. I will be doing a future uh, podcast uh, for you guys. Um, but the client card is what you'll want, which will be out end of August. Doo -doo -doo.
Let's get right into it, guys. Let's get right into the card. Access to multiple books is always the best way to handicap, guys. Have multiple books. It's the best advice, some of the best advice I can give you each week, and I stress it each week. Uh, every book has different props. Every book has different prices. Get the best price. Get the best prop. Have multiple books. Main event, Sanhagen, minus 340 versus Font, plus 265. Font steps in on short notice, what, three weeks, four weeks, uh, due to the injury to Nemargamanov. This was a big shot for Nemargamanov to jump up in the rankings, right? If you get a, a win over Corey Sanhagen, um, Nemargamanov is not far from a title shot. Maybe another fight uh, before getting a title shot. So it was a Big main event for him. So bad luck for him and the family. Um, the replacement, though, Rob Font, can't be disappointed, right? We should see a fun fight here. Should be a very exciting fight the way these two styles clash. We should see it mostly on the feet, right? Both guys throw volume. Both guys land per minute uh, around 6, right? Font 6.4. Um, Corey just under 6. Uh, so we should see a lot of striking here. We should see volume from both guys. Uh, low percentage on takedowns for both guys in accuracy, even though Sanagan has incorporated a little more uh, in his game plans uh, as of late. We could see uh, maybe a little more mix-up from Sanhagen. But, you know, for the most part, I expect it to be, you know, a battle on the feet um, and see who has the better striking. Now, you know, with Fawn, it's tough to call, right, because of the short notice. And I, I do think, yes, you know, the plus 265, minus 340, Sanaga, minus 350, depending on where you, you're shopping. I even see some minus 370s out there. You know, I, I understand the pricing. You know, I agree with Sanhagen being a 3-1 to one favorite here. Due to Font taking this on short notice, the matchup's probably not the best for him, right? It's a striking matchup where the volume's about the same, and Sanhagen can wrestle. So... The, the matchup is not great for Font and in the short notice as well. It's hard for me to get to this plus money at plus 265, even though I do think it's intriguing. Uh, Font does have a slight chance to win the fight. Uh, but if I am going to look at this from a standpoint of who would I back, who would I bet on if I had to bet the fight, it's going to be Sanhagen. Don't love the price. It could fit in a two-fight parlay for you guys, though. And, you know, I would have to look at an outcome here, and it would be tough to call if I was looking at an outcome. You know, I can see this fight going obviously the five rounds font's very tough can take punishment Sanhagen really isn't known you know doesn't have that one shot power but can you know drag the fight on and can hurt you throughout the fight um so would i be shocked due to the short notice and maybe possible cardio issues later into the fight um you know fourth fifth round even maybe later in the third uh, that font does kind of wear out there late. It's possible. Uh, so an outcome is very tough for me. So I would have to look at Sanhagen on the money line here and, you know, fit it into a two-fight parlay if I were to back this fight and back Sanhagen. Um, again, Sanhagen, I do think, could mix in some wrestling. We've seen it against Cheeto Vera. He was able to exploit Cheeto Vera early in that fight on the ground. And, you know, I would maybe suspect him to maybe attempt that here with Font. You know, Font can be taken down. Uh, so uh, even if the fight does step play on the feet, you know, Font has that really good jab. Sanhagen's maybe not um, getting the best of it on the feet. He can maybe mix in some wrestling. Uh, as well uh, but yeah an outcome is very tough here I, I usually am good at finding outcomes I usually do find a ton of outcomes for you guys uh, that follow uh, the podcast video whatever you want to call it um, in this case it's tough it's tough because font is so tough 
Um, but you know, if sent, but because of the short notice, I can see a later finish in this fight. Uh, but wouldn't be surprised if Sanhagen wins by decision either. So, uh, due to the outcome, I cannot bet it. If I find a really high price, you know, uh, maybe a later finish, maybe I'll take a shot there. Um, but yeah, I do like Sanhagen to get this victory, continue his uh, run back at the title. Um, I would have loved to see the Nurmagomedov fight, guys. I would have loved to see how this matchup would have played out. Unfortunately, we do not get to see that, but we'll get to see Nurmagomedov back soon, hopefully, and maybe this fight uh, can happen again or happen or be scheduled again in the not-too-far future. Andrade, plus 280 versus Suarez, minus 360, guys. You know, big line here, which I don't really agree with. I do like talking pricing. I would have maybe Suarez closer to maybe a 2-to-1 favor, maybe, you know, low threes, like minus 300. So it's not way off, in my opinion. And, you know, I understand why. It's Suarez with the big wrestling advantage, right? She should be able to just get this fight down to the ground at will, right? We've seen Andrade at times getting taken down at will against Valentina Shevchenko, obviously, and also Blanchfield. So I, I understand why. Suarez is one of the best wrestlers in the whole women's MMA, not even just the division, right? That's her past. She wants to chain wrestle. Now, she did struggle a little bit against Montana De La Rosa. De La Rosa has a little bit of wrestling, but she struggled at times to get the fight down to the ground. Finally, she got it down, got the submission in the second round. But the level of competition from De La Rosa to Andrade is huge. So that's why I don't really agree with the high price here on Suarez. But I understand it due to the wrestling advantage she's going to have in this fight. You could say Andrade has the dangerous factor in the striking advantage. You could say that. It's just what I've seen in Drudge in her last fights, obviously the KO uh, in her last fight, Blanchfield taking her down at will in back-to-back fights. Yes, that was on short notice. I get it. I get that. Um, but Andrade is just taking a lot of punishment. She has like some of the mo- most, uh, what is she, has 25 fights in the UFC. I think that's maybe some of the, the highest out of women's MMA. <laughs> Right, she's been around, guys. She's taken damage over the years. She's been around, and now the young blood's coming in. Blanchfield and Draw Suarez. Uh, obviously, Jan, I don't know if she's really young blood, but you know she's taken over the division here. And Draw's kind of you know taking a step back. And I, yes, the concern obviously with Suarez, she came off what three, four years before that De La Rosa fight, and I do see why there were some concerns after the fight, but. The ring rust was real in that. You know, ring rust for a year or two off, maybe not. But Suarez was off three, four years, and it did show in that fight. But now she had a long camp. When was that fight? It was a while ago, right? Now she had another long camp. Get ready for it. Uh, this fight here. I-, I have a hard time seeing her lose this fight unless somehow Andrade catches her with a big shot on the feet, right? Suarez is not the best striker, but it has been improving. Uh, and I just expect her to try to chain wrestle, get this fight down to the ground, possibly find a submission at some point in this fight or maybe a ground and pound finish. But yeah, I wouldn't be totally shocked if Andrade win this fight uh, due to her past, right? Fought the best of the best, champion at one point. It's just how far behind is that in Andrade's career, right? How far in the rear view mirror, as they say. And I think it is behind her now. Right? I think her best days are behind her. And I think due to the matchup here, it's not the best due to the wrestling. You know, I'm going to have to back Suarez here. Now, how do you bet this fight at this price? Again, it's not an easy outcome price. 
uh, outcome call here, right? Suarez, uh, by submission, you're only getting like plus 150 out there. <laughs> That's not a price you want to bag against Andrade in a three-round fight. You know, you don't want to get excited for that price. You know, she could easily just dominate in the wrestling department, not get the finish and win by decision. So again, it's a larger price you have to look at here at minus 360, and it's a price that you're going to have to try to maybe lay in a 2-5 parlay if you want to bet the fight. Right, it's not something I love. I don't like betting these high prices, but when I like two fights at higher prices, I parlay it together just to get a better price. When I really like two fighters to win, and like I said, we hit this over seventy percent on the year. Right, you're not going to find that around the market. So I, I'm going to look at Suarez to win this fight. I'm going to lean by maybe a submission or t- or TKO ground and pound. But you know, I wouldn't be surprised if she just continues to train wrestle maybe not get the fight down or if she doesn't get the fight down a drudge bounces back up and it just prolongs that throw three rounds and she just wins by decision so i'm not confident on an outcome here uh, but i am fairly confident she wins the fight swars um due to the constant you know taking getting the fight down to the ground or attempting to get the fight down to the ground uh, and winning uh due to that way so um yeah swars should get the victory here um, but you know, I, this may just avoid my client card altogether. Jacoby plus 140 versus Kennedy, not a choke, minus 165. You know, interesting one here that can go either way, in my opinion, which tells me there's a bit of value on Jacoby. Uh, the story always is with Kennedy the reach, it's so difficult to fight this guy. 83 inch reach is probably one of the highest in the UFC. Very tall, very guy, very tough to get in on, tough guy to fight uh, if you're not used to fighting big guys. Jacoby is used to fighting fairly bigger guys. He is 6'3". Keep in mind, big guy. This is going to be the most likely the biggest guy that Kennedy's fought, at least in a while. Uh, he's fighting the Devin Clarks of the world and the Robersons. <laughs> Some shorter guys, a little stockier, but uh, shorter guys won't have... That huge, huge reach advantage, even though obviously he will have a reach advantage in this fight. And Jacoby's used to fighting guys that are rangy, standing, and banging through his kickboxing days, right? Um, so, you know, I expect this fight to be fairly close. Where I think Kennedy could take advantage is in the grappling department. You see Kennedy trying to, you know, sneak in some submissions and grappling. Obviously, he has a submission win uh, in his last fight over Devin Clark. So, I can see him maybe try to mix it up a bit. Try to get this fight down to the ground. Try to make it ugly. Try to grapple a little bit if he's struggling on the feet, right? Jacoby is a kickboxer, stand and banger, usually in close decision fights. Um, his fights are usually close because he's able to take punishment on the feet, but also return it, right? That's what he's done all his career, just fight on the feet and get sh- get hit. So there is some value at plus 140 uh, on Jacoby. I wouldn't call you crazy taking a shot here. Uh, even though I do think Kennedy has maybe the path on the feet, obviously, with the long reach, keeping Kennedy away, uh, sorry, keeping Jacoby away and possibly sneaking in a submission or grappling uh, where Ken- where you don't see Jacoby fight at, right? You don't see him grappling uh, much in his fights and he really hasn't fought a grappler to do so. I'm not going to sit here and say Kennedy's a grappler, uh, but he does have some grappling under his belt, and he does have a nice submission win, which he showed against Devin Clark and was able to get it there. So, yeah, I'm going to lean Kennedy here. A nice three-fight win streak here. The only reason why this won't make my client card is due to Jacoby's back against the wall. 
right? Lost his last two fights. Keep that in mind, guys. Um, so he is in a desperate time here. Uh, could lose his job. That scares me here. Uh, and I do think uh, I have this fight closer to, you know, Kennedy as a, sm as a smaller favorite. You know, minus 120, minus 130. I always do my lines before looking at them early in the week. Right, I always suggest to do that. A lot of people, a lot of you guys, it's tough to do. I understand. That's why I do this for a living. I'm able to make lines, and you know, my lines are usually fairly close. But when I open this on my own lines, I Kennedy minus 120 favorite. Uh, so that's why I say there's some value here with Jacoby. I do think it's a close to 50-50 fight, um, but I do like Kennedy's. You know, continues to improve each fight. Every time I watch him, I'm like, oh, he has that in his game. Oh, he does this. Oh, look at that. Look at that power on his feet. Look at his submission game. It just seems like he continues to improve. And he's a nightmare to fight due to his size, right? So the play for video purposes is going to be lean to Kennedy, even though I do think there's some value here for you value guys out here on Jacoby at plus 140. This won't make my client card this week, guys. Um, but excited to see how this fight goes. Uh, Lopez, minus 175 versus Gavin Tucker, plus 150. Tough one here due to Tucker, you know, being off for two years. Uh, and always just seems to get injured uh, throughout his career. And it's tough because he did have some uh, bright spots in the UFC, right? Great fighter on the feet. Uh, throws heavy. Um, but he's coming off that ugly KO loss to Dan Ige in 22 seconds in the first round. How will that play mentally? Right? It, every time a guy's off for a long time right, due to injury uh, and then the previous fight he got knocked out quickly you're you're betting on a guy how he's going to return off a mental game and that i don't like to do right i come from a betting standpoint guys and uh, a value standpoint and you don't have to bet every fight right the reason why i do so well each year in the ufc and always have a range from you know low end 63 percent up to 70 percent year after year is because i i'm able to pick my spots I'm able to avoid betting certain fights. Uh, I'm able not to have, oh, let's bet every fight, see how it goes. Right? I never suggest that. I'm able to pick out fights where I see value and where I don't see concerns. And here I see concerns, right? I see Tucker coming off the long layoff, coming off a mental hurdle that he's going to have to get over due to that early TKO, right? So I avoid these type of fights, and that's why I do so well. Right, if you're like, just say, oh yeah, Tucker plus 150, maybe there's some value there, let's bet him. That's how you lose money. Sure, Tucker could come back, look great, look like a new fighter, beat a somewhat newer fighter in Lopez. But guys, Lopez looked pretty good against Ivalov. That's why he's favored here. He looked good, throwing up a ton of submissions, brought Ivalov to a decision, and it was a close fight. Uh, he had Ivalov, who's very highly regarded by myself in the UFC, uh, in multiple submissions that he could have finished Ivalov. Uh, so he looked fairly dangerous, Lopez. Uh, so that's why he's going to be favored here. Tucker on the long layoff. Tucker with the injury. Tucker with the ugly TKO loss in the first round to Ige. Lots of concerns here in this fight. And yes, I can't bet Lopez at minus 175. I haven't seen enough from him in the UFC. How could I bet him at that price? You can't. Um, so... This is a pass for me. This should be a pass for you. Obviously, if you guys bet every fight, uh, you're going to probably want to look at Tucker because of plus 150 just because you haven't seen enough from Lopez. But, but guys, be, be, if you're going to bet that, do a very small unit because Tucker off the long layoff, on the mental hurdles, there's just a lot there. And, you know, 
I suggest a pass on this fight. I usually give you guys one fight at least on the main card to pass. This will be a pass for me. Um, too many red flags here. Speaking about red flags, <laughs> here's another one, right? Bozer minus 160 versus Kamar, 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 however you want to pronounce it, plus 135. Bozer's back at light heavyweight after the heavyweight journey did not go great for him. At, at first it was. People couldn't really take his, uh, you know, the heavyweights couldn't really uh, get to his timing. Uh, he's faster than most heavyweights. So Bozer was winning uh, on the feet. But then... You know, he went three for four uh, in losses. Uh, so you want to say one for three in his last four fights in the heavyweight division. Came up the light heavyweight. Lost to Kutilaba in his first fight in the first round. I don't know what's really left from Bozer, in my opinion, guys. You know, Cameron, though, he's not a world beater, right? <laughs> he has a path to win this fight. I think Cameron is maybe get the fight down to the ground because I think Bozer will be able to maybe pick him apart on the feet, move around enough, and then win by decision. My favorite fight, my favorite play in this fight is the over two and a half rounds. Uh, I do think um, a side is very tough here. You know, Cameron is coming off a long layoff again, guys, two years. Keep that in mind. I know he does train with Stipe. So probably getting ready for that John Jones fight. I do think he's probably a partner there. Uh, so keep that in mind. I do think he's going to be ready for this fight. And what is he going to look like after two years? I don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows. So that's why, again, it's a fight that I would stay away from. Right? I bet prelims fights for clients, guys. Um, it's not just I bet the few fights here on the main card. Right? I do have a few prelim fights that I already like uh, that will make my client card. Um, but this is a fight that I'll just stay away from due to the low value on Kamar, plus 135. Not enough meat on the bone for me to back uh, at this price. Uh, so this is just a pass for me. But if I had to bet the fight, if I had to find anything, it would be the over two and a half rounds. Neither guy has a bunch of power. I think Kamer will try to attempt to get this fight down to the ground, which will slow down the fight. Um, and probably make the judge scorecards. A lot of these uh, fighters, besides the early finish on Bozer against Kub um, Kutalaba, but Kutalaba likes to bring the fight. Right? He looks to look for finishes. I don't think we see that here. Uh, I do think it prolongs if I had to bet this fight, but this will be a pass for me. Fun one to main card, right? And a fight that I probably will be backing and will be making my client card. This should be a fun one, right? I'm very high on the fighter from Chile. Mondamon does, right? Very high level striking. He will have a striking advantage here. Volume is a big advantage as well, right? Seven. He's landing over seven uh, significant strikes per minute, guys. Um, and Klein, just very low, low volume striker. Klein will want to try to probably wrestle in this fight, which is a little bit concerning. Does have over one takedown. Um here as you can see in the stats so Bonamanda uh, is, is not a not a grappler at all um, not a wrestler he just wants to keep this fight on the feet very big for the division I think that's going to be the difference here 6-3 versus a 5-7 how is Klein really going to get in on this fight how is he going to get you know to the face how is he going to strike this is a probably the biggest guy he's ever fought at this weight class it's, it's going to be very difficult in my opinion to get in on him and land the bigger shots and be able to prolong I think he's going to try to wrestle here um, I just don't think it will be I don't think he's good enough of a wrestler to just chain wrestle throughout the fight. Uh, you know, we have seen Klein fight well in some fights. Uh, I'm just very high on the 
the fighter from Chile, and I do think uh, he gets his hand raised here. Again, minus 225 with Klein having a wrestling advantage. I don't love it. This is probably the young fighter from Chile's biggest test yet, which is not saying a ton, um, but it is going to be his biggest test yet on paper due to a record standpoint and also um, an experience standpoint. Klein has a ton of fights, right? So we're going to look at the fighter from Chile. Um, I do like him. I am high on him. I don't think this is where he gets his first loss. Um, I don't love the price, but it could be a two-fight parlay piece. Again, very tough to call an outcome here. Um, I would have to lean a decision. Um, but, you know, Bunamondo Buna is very, very crafty on the feet and could catch Klein at some point. We've seen Klein rocked and hurt before. So, um, yeah, the play is going to be the fighter from Chile at minus 225. Uh, top one of the top prospects in the UFC and I do like him to get his hand raised that will do it guys that will do it for UFC Nashville always love Nashville uh, need to go to Nashville at some point this probably would have been a good time uh, to go but obligations at home uh, sometimes make it difficult also going to Vegas in September I got to get to Vegas in September to um, do all the NFL uh, contests throughout all the casinos right so I'll be uh, out there if you guys are out there give me a shout Maybe we can meet up for a drink. That will do it, guys. That will do it. Like I always say, bet smart and know your limits. Take care.